This podcast is reserved for audiences 18 years and older. Hello, and welcome to Leather Talk with Mr. Bullet Leather 2020. I'm your host, Brandon. This week, we have a bonus episode where my good friend Scott and I speak about some of life's transcendent moments and how experiences with kink and BDSM can be more than physical, but also psychological, spiritual, and even magical. To hear more bonus episodes like this, consider supporting the podcast at Leather Talk Mr. Bullet on Patreon. Patreon is a platform where you can support the podcast for as little as just a few dollars a month. All proceeds go directly towards maintaining the podcast, as well as ensuring that we can keep hearing these very important personal stories from individuals within our leather and kink communities. Patreon subscribers gain early access to podcast episodes, as well as exclusive access to bonus episodes and material like what you're about to hear today. With all that said, let's sit back, relax, and get ready for some more Leather Talk. Brandon, you're Mr. Bullet Leather 2020, and today we have Scott. Good morning. <laughs> good afternoon. I'm so sorry. Afternoon. It just switched. It's my morning. Though. I'm drinking coffee right now, so it feels... I've got morning vibes. Morning vibes. I've got coffee, too. And um, Scott, we're actually here in real life. I know. This is nice. It's weird. We're going to have to take a picture or something and post our feet together and <laughs> put it on Patreon. Some free feet. Okay. Patreon feet pics. That sounds good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Scott, uh, before we get started here, can we just get a little bit of a mental picture of who you are, your age, if you don't mind, pronouns, sexual orientation, how many inches? <laughs> sure. Um, I am in my 20s. I like to say that. For the last two months that I can say that, I'm in my 20s. Um, six foot three. I'm a tall, corn-fed guy from uh, North Kakalaki, which is North Carolina for the uninitiated. Um, I am white. My pronouns are he, him, and, oh, you know, good six and a half. <laughs> Since you asked. I'm, I would say you're <laughs> more than six and a half. We'll give, we'll give you it a depends point. on where you measure from. <laughs> I'm a grinder eight. You're a grinder eight, <laughs> six and a half in reality. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And um, Scott, I don't know if I remember the whole story, but how did we even meet? Well, we both lived up in San Francisco and we chatted for a while because, of course, I saw your profile and I was like, oh my God, got to talk to this guy. <laughs> And we talked for a long time, but we never, and you know, just how it happens on the apps, we never met up. It was and Easter. I remember it was Easter, Easter weekend. Here? In America. I mean, in LA? For me, it was Easter, Easter. weekend that when we, we met. talked on Grinder. Oh, well, why do you remember that? <laughs> I, I was at my family's house. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, the first time we met was at the Bullet. I'm pretty sure we like yeah. saw each other in passing at an event. And then I said, That's oh, funny. yeah, we need to message. I forgot we'd talked a long time ago. And we started messaging. 
and yeah, then we and then here we are. And here we are. Yeah, history has been made. That and that that relationship took off pretty quickly because I think right afterwards I asked you if you wanted to do a scene with me. <laughs> yeah, and that is where um, this whole thing came about. We had a well, at least I had a transcendent experience transcendent with you. Transcendent experience. That's right. So that's what we're here today for. This this episode is, I guess, I could, I could call it transcendent experiences, and I guess we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, let's. Um, get to know you a little bit more sure. how long have you been in los angeles then um i've only been in la for this year so what is it almost seven august now yeah seven eight months um so i'm pretty still pretty new i'm feeling like i'm getting to know the city by now and yeah i'm enjoying it quite a bit i've lived all over california and all over the world um but yeah i like it here and you come from up north, right? San Francisco. So I lived there. I lived in Visalia, which is a horrible place to live. It's between Bakersfield and Fresno. It's 116 degrees. Scott, do you know where I grew up? No. Visalia, California. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> wow. What the fuck? I was, um, yeah, that's really cool. Like, uh, I love the National Park there. Yeah. That's about all that's really to like about Visalia. It's a place to, uh, it's a cute place to come home to for a few days. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's you know, it for me. I had a job there, and on the literally the last day of my job, it was like probably 90 degrees because it was a summer job. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, the weather is bearable because it, I had been there and it was just miserable the whole time yeah. with the heat. Um, and so I really wish I could have experienced a winter in Visalia without so much pollution in the air and heat. But It's a cute place. There's, you're not miss, missing out on much. Sierra Subs. Sierra. Have you been there? It's up in Three Rivers. It is one of the top 50 best restaurants in all of America. Oh, I thought and this was right like a there. king group that I didn't know about. Nope. The Sierra Subs. It's just Visalia. <laughs> We'll start one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so would you say you identify more with the leather community or the kink community? Mm. I mean, here's how I approach that. I feel like leather is kind of a umbrella term, and you tell me how you feel about that. I feel like it's an umbrella term for the overall kink community, but it can also be more specific just leather. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really get into gear as much, be that um, anything to wear. Like, I don't I don't have a harness or anything. I don't have very many toys. Mm-hmm. Just because generally I prefer, like, the, for me, it's like that organic feeling of person-to-person play uh, with kink. So all that to say, I feel like I identify more with the kink community if I have to pick a side. But okay. yeah. um, how does that, because I know you like wearing weather. How does that... Yeah, you know, I feel like uh, some people, everyone's going to kind of identify with that in their own way. And um, I don't know, you'll talk to some people from, you know, from the dark ages, and <laughs> they might say, you know, oh, like, you're not leather unless you go through like a sub dom master slave kind of hierarchy and earn your leather and then your leather or... I think every generation is kind of defining for themselves who they are. And I think when it comes down to, for me, is like leather is the place where it's okay to speak about all the taboo things that you're interested in sexually and where you can find a community of friends and family that support you and celebrate that with you. 
Um, and kink, I would say, like happens to fall within that category of leather. Yeah. Leather as the aesthetic, leather as the familiar aspect, leather as like the sexual environment. I think it all kind of ties together. And I would say, like, if you identify as leather, you don't even have to own a piece of leather if you feel like you have a heart of leather. Like, that's, mm -hmm. you know. The way you describe it makes me feel, at least I would hope that I would be embraced by the leather community of the Dark Ages, as you said. Um, because I do feel, like you were saying, that familial connection that you have with those in the kink community. And, yeah, I just I just don't get into the actual physical pieces of leather mm -hmm. um, or anything. So... Um, I, I, I think, you know, take your pick. That's interesting. I love it. Um, okay, so we have a similar kink, a similar fetish. We do. Know. This is how we bonded. This is how we bonded over urine. <laughs> <laughs> You're in for a treat. You're in for a treat. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but let's, let's talk about maybe some of your other kinks and fetishes. Mm. Um. Definitely raunchy stuff is one of my favorites. Um, so kind of everything that goes into that smells. Armpits was the very first fetish that I like realized that I had. Mm -hmm. um, like in high school, people said, why are you staring at my armpit? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I kind of at least, you know, there were other things that I, looking back, obviously, like I knew I can realize now, oh, I always liked play because i was doing weird things at a much younger age with <laughs> you know um so i like all raunch i like bdsm quite a bit um i'm getting better with ropes and bondage i live with two kinky roommates who are both really experts at tying right now uh, i live with them now so i'm learning ropes i love pain play in particular mm. um i am quite the masochist um, and I'm also pretty sadistic. I'm like a switch. I grew up, you know, as a sub, so I'm like more comfortable probably with that. And it's also just easier because when you're a sub, you just have to lay there. <laughs> let the let, right. Let the dom kind of uh, yeah you navigate. Gotta, they have to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like both, and yeah, I think that that sums up. I I like to say that I'll try anything twice, like with with water sports, for example. Mm -hmm. um, if you a lot of guys with with water sports that I've experienced, not a lot, but some, will like pee into a bottle. And then I'll show up and they'll like, here's a bottle of my pee for you, drink it. I'm like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> and I've learned that that's just not how I like it. I don't like yeah. it to be removed from the person. That kind of mm. goes back into what I was saying again about toys and leather. Like when it's removed from the person, it's not as appealing to me. So if I only tried water sports once from a bottle, for example, I might not enjoy it, and I would never learn the joy of having it, as they say, from the tap. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I like to try anything twice, so I have a broad range of kinks. Awesome. I always say try it once, try it twice. If you don't like it, try it a third time. And then if you really don't like it, then you don't like it. That's okay. Exactly. Because you might have been a bad experience the first time. Yeah, exactly. I um, tried sounding eight times before eight to ten times before i figured out my body physically and like how it worked and before i could really say like whether or not i liked it because i kind of related it to bottoming like i don't know if you have the same experience but <laughs> like being penetrated but yeah being penetrated and you're trying to figure out like the angles of your body and where it feels good and like it took me like four or five times 
bottoming to figure hmm. out like, oh, ooh, that feels oh, yeah. good kind of thing. You also have to get over that weird sensation the first time that something is going Inside. in instead of out. Yeah. It feels, you know, really weird. And you have to like, no, that's okay. Just ignore that. And then, so yeah, I totally know what you mean. Once your body gives up, like. <laughs> it's like, fine, do it. That's my favorite part is like when you've just been fucked to the point where you're just like, <laughs> Oh, okay, let's. Your butthole just gives up. And yeah. you just... <laughs> if you're gonna do it, I might as well enjoy it. <laughs> so we're here to talk about transcendent experiences, and the reason why why we're doing this is because I guess one of us brought it up. We were, we were just kind of sharing each other's stories with each other about moments that kind of like take us this out. Was... After our transcend, at least it was transcendent for me. I yeah. don't know if it was for you. No, absolutely. Okay, so after our <laughs> transcendent experience, I was like, we were just sharing stories. So. Right, just sharing stories and talking about those sexual encounters that like remove us from where we're at, like out of body experiences, I guess you would say. And there are maybe a handful or maybe even a few more of experiences that I will always remember because they were emotional, they were spiritual, they were physical, they were out of this world experiences. And some of them maybe weren't even that crazy. Like, you know, I've never been suspended in the air or, or you know, thrown off a roof or whatever. I don't know what people are into these <laughs> Whatever <days>. you're into. <laughs> but like, it could be the simplest of things, but because things click just the right mm -hmm. way, they can take you out of this world. I feel like that's the magic of of kink, mm. um, like try, to try to define what makes it transcendent. Like, I know a lot of people get into kink or just hookup culture in general, um, but I think kink kind of amplifies it. Yeah. Um, they get into it as a distraction from daily life. Like, you can de-stress, kind of like going to the movies or something, um, but this is something you can do, you know, totally different experience. Yeah. But it, it distracts you and it just makes your problems go away and you're just focused on i need to take this ass paddling right now yeah. or whatever it is but and i feel like this is what makes kink special as opposed to just regular sex or hookup culture is that it can become something much more elevated and powerful of a distract not just where it's not just distracting you but it's taking you into like you were describing those spiritual moments spiritual um, moments yeah yeah so i thought i've got four or so stories um i've got more than that I, I'm sh you probably do too but i picked four that are kind of like transcendent for different reasons mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm excited to to get into this absolutely if absolutely. my if my family is listening by chance you can listen but please don't talk to me about it i just <laughs> Actually, want to say just stop listening right <laughs> maybe now Maybe just stop if yeah. you're my family stop listening <laughs> <laughs> it's fine yeah can i take a pee break already sorry i've had a lot of i've had a lot of um fluids
Okay, so we're back in. Okay, so let's talk about some transcendent experiences. Um, I have a number of them, but you're here today as my guest. So let's oh, start with you. you. Okie dokie. I feel like I said there's different reasons for transcendent experiences. I felt like I wanted to start with one that maybe more people can relate to. Um, I do think there's an element of transcendent experiences that comes from closeness with your partner. And that, I think, can happen, obviously, with just vanilla sex. Um, and that's a really special thing for me. And this is kind of, um, <laughs> it's kind of maybe um, embarrassing for me to tell this story, but I'll do it anyway. Actually, it was when I lived in Visalia. Oh, um, shut up. <laughs> I had a boyfriend that I was dating there. We were, you know, it was kind of a short-term thing because both of us were living there temporarily. But mm. we spent all of our time together. We, we loved each other. And there was this one time I remember he was a sub and I was fucking the shit out of him and just biting him really hard on his back and I was punching his ass, you know, just getting really aggressive. And for me, I don't know what it was exactly. Uh, he was super into that, by the way. He would always be like, please, come on, can you bite me some more? Bite me harder, like for the record. <laughs> um, and I just remember this moment of like, of, of just enjoying it so much with someone that I enjoyed so much outside of sex. And yeah, I don't know exactly what it was, but that moment just really stuck with me. And it was like, to me, the best sex we ever had. Mm. I've shared this story with him. He I shared it with him. It the same way. No. <laughs> like, I shared it with him immediately after. Like, I can't believe that was just, I don't know. It was something about how intense I got and, and just how I felt in the moment. Um, for him, he was like getting fucked, <laughs> yeah, more so, and he really liked it. But it for he, I think we shared other transcendent experiences. Um, but for me, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to start with that smaller moment because I do think that there's an element for that. But again, I think generally kink really elevates those because it gets mm. past just that mental part mm -hmm. of the connection that you feel and the emotional part in your mind. And it gets more into the physiological um, side of things where, like we were talking about before, where your body kind of just gives in and, and elevates. Yeah. So that's probably my my first kind of more mild transcendent experience. Mild? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if you if, just wait. What are we in for? Oh There's God. more stories to come. I guess I'll share my quote unquote mild experience, okay. which is more mild than yours, of course. <laughs> And it was something like, I don't know if this ever could happen ever again because of the timing of such things. Mm. Um, but middle of pandemic, actually, like the onset, it, it must have been like a month or two in. And this was like when everything was locked down. Like there was no yeah. toilet paper was a rare thing to find at the store. I remember was, those days. It was one of those things. And I don't remember why, but like it was late at night maybe like midnight or something like that. And my bedroom, I have like a leather pride flag and behind the leather pride flag, there's like these fairy lights that kind of illuminate it from the background. And then we have like this tree where the trunk is kind of wrapped in fairy lights too. It kind of creates like this, like, I don't know, very calming mm -hmm. kind of serene thing. Well, anyways, we're in the kitchen and I was like, oh, listen to this music. It's so, it's so beautiful. It was I, the, the best way I could describe it was like a lo-fi kind of thing. 
and it was just like a playlist that I had found on Spotify. So I give him one of my AirPods and we start listening to this music together and it's calming. The lights are off. We're in the kitchen. And then, I don't know, something clicked. We look inside of each other's eyes and we just start kissing and touching. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is so romantic, right? Oh, we're listening to music together. Like he's got one earbud in. I have one earbud in. Oh my God. And then we go to the bedroom and we keep our clothes on and we're just sitting on the bed literally making out for like an hour touching cuddling kissing listening to this like calming music with the fairy lights around us like we're locked down in our houses there's this unknowing virus going around and we have nothing but each other in that moment and then when we finally got to the sex it was like incredible we were both like up in the clouds at that point there was no words it was just breathing and touching and kissing and we literally fucked for five hours oh my god and that was the moment where like let's just say my butthole gave up <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic's gonna be all right <laughs> this pandemic's gonna be all right yeah it, it was one of those things where you know uh like i'm getting fucked and then we fall asleep and he's still in me. Oh, yeah. And then I wake up and then he's getting hard again in me. And then we keep fucking. Oh, and wow. it was like till five in the morning. And like the next day we were both like, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That that was like one of those things for me that like there was no kink involved. Mm-hmm. But the just the situation uh, of like having nothing but each other really put us in a headspace. I think that's what kink can do is like what you're saying, like kind of isolate you from the rest of your reality for a moment. And there's nothing else besides you, that person and that experience and that one instance. And how often do we get that much focused energy into one area of our life? Like at all ever. And some people maybe never even experience that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I, I, I was thinking about transcendent experiences before coming here, obviously, and I thought of this weird one that I just had Saturday. Um, I went to the Broad Art Museum with my best friend, who's straight, and, you know, I, I kept telling him, I'm having such a good time. I'm, I'm, like, super analytical, but I just wanted him to know that I was really enjoying our time together, but, you know, again, like you were saying, it... it that is the mental aspect. And yeah. you can experience that through vanilla sex, through just a great connection with a person, which is what I was experiencing at the Broad. Um, but yeah, when you add in your your body yeah. into it, you have your body and your mind getting that, that spiritual transcendent experience. And that's, again, what the power of kink. Yeah, and the, the physical, there are things in the physical world that will prompt like chemical responses in your body that will also mm-hmm. help elevate that like those endorphins highs and everything i know you're into pain play and some people listening might be thinking like why would pain ever be pleasurable I yeah mean, let's i would love to talk some about that yeah. remember i said i was doing weird shit as a kid <laughs> um, this is and and for me it's kind of i i do totally understand that kink is not for everyone mm-hmm. um and i have like um predilections towards kink um I was like, I don't know if this is too much to share, but here we go. Um, as soon as my balls dropped, I started hurting them. And it, yeah, just myself. Um, because 
and it's not just like any type of of pain is pleasure i'm not um you know i know, I know some people are like that but you're not getting jumped in the middle of the alleyway <laughs> over there on Sepulveda or whatever. Yeah, like, no. You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it has to be um, sexual in nature. Mm-hmm. And again, not generally not from a toy. But I was I was hurting myself um, because it just something about what's going on in my brain makes that turns it into pleasure. And so that's mm-hmm. I know that not everybody has that inside their brain. It really doesn't make sense. Your brain probably should not um translate pain into pleasure you know and there's a lot of theories about why that is and and some people have studied it some people think that it's um often religious based and for a number of reasons like that mental place where you're really repressing yourself i did grow up getting spanked too no idea if that's a -hmm. cause um but maybe i don't know Mm. and so why is it this way i don't know it just is so yeah, pain stuff really does it for me, and I recognize that vanilla sex will do that for other people, but for me, kink kink is is that elevating experience. That's interesting. I mean, I've just been starting to explore with impact play, and I found out, believe it or not, I am a um, a stinky sensation guy, not a thuddy sensation oh, guy. Oh, I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. A lot of people prefer the thuddy that I've spoken to. And for me, the thuddy is just like, I feel like you're, the, the thuddy is like going through my body mm-hmm. versus like creating a sensation across my body, which is what I prefer. Like it, it's too, um, I don't know, it's just too impact. It's too much impact. And what I like to feel is like that sting on my mm-hmm. skin and it gets to the point where I almost can't handle it anymore and then right when they reach that threshold if you have a good top <laughs> yeah. they'll they'll take the flogger or they'll take their hand or whatever it might be and then softly touch your skin and caress it to kind of bring you back down for a second so they can bring you back up again and maybe past the threshold of the one that you reached before and so it's like this constant wave of pleasure and pain, and it's taking yep. you to a headspace where there's, you have no other choice but to experience. And I, I will have, I will share, I guess, a story on that one. I wasn't planning on sharing this one, but I was at um, Claw here in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised, it actually, there was not that many people. Did you go to Claw? No, I haven't been. No, okay. It was it was interesting because it was like Thanksgiving weekend <laughs> and um, I was like really trying not to hook up with people. I'm trying my best. Because <laughs> of my health and I, I wanted to, you know, I just got right. tested and I had been on antibiotics before, like right before. And I'm like, okay, this is enough. <laughs> yeah. So, but lo and behold, like I cannot walk through a place of kinky people and just like, it's like walking through a minefield. It's like, very hard. Yeah. So I found this older man who we kind of had a dynamic years before pandemic. And I found him there again. And I said, what the hell are you doing here? And he's like, <laughs> hi, boy. He calls me and I call him daddy. And we just like picked up our dynamic right where we left off. And we started making out and kissing. And I'm like, oh, great. He's like, you want to come up to my room? And my my body was like, yes. <laughs> But my mind was like, oh, God, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you getting yourself into? So we go up to his room. This is at the Bonaventure. 
And I told them, I was like, I, I, I don't want to have penetrative sex. And he's like, well, what are you into? And at th that point, I was like, I don't know why I said it. I was just experimenting still at this stage of my kink life. I was like, spanking. <laughs> but you didn't know. I didn't really or... know. Like, I experienced it kind of on some level. And I knew that stingy was like a thing for me. But I just like, I just was like, this This is that moment to yeah. explore. Choose your own adventure choose, time. <laughs> choose your own adventure. And it was amazing because first he... I'm, a, I'm totally into the daddy son role play yeah. thing. Like I'm the boy, you're the dad. And he started spanking me. I was in like this red leather harness. I'll put a picture of it up if it's, if it's not already up on the internet somewhere where it's like attached to a cock ring and it goes around my back. And anyways, he starts spanking my, my bare ass with my leather harness on. And then he starts whispering in my ear, like, like as if he's my dad and he like caught me out in the woods with the boys and I was big naughty and I'm not supposed to do that and blah, blah, blah. And this whole story begins to play out and he's like spanking lightly at first and then heavier and heavier. And he could tell because when I would arch my back or move my body in such a way that he could tell that I was at that point, that's when he would stop and caress. And he started mm -hmm. using all of these different floggers by the end of it i was taking like this frayed flogger made of like a rope and after like it was seriously two hours of spanking and it took me another 45 minutes to come down because yep. i had so much endorphins and we just sat there and he like touched me and cuddled me and talked with me and the coming down was almost the out-of-body experience Definitely. because of the fact that i was like stuck in this place that i've been taken to and it was like, I was like, oh, my God, like, well, uh, like, <laughs> I couldn't come down. What, what just happened? Yeah, I felt like I was on drugs, not that I've been on drugs, but if I was, I imagine that's what it would be like. <laughs> <A> good spanking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and Headspace kind of goes into what we were talking about before, about trying things more than once, because not only is it the experience of the, the impact, but also the, the mood that the Dom... Or, you know, the subsets. Yeah. Dynamic is a two-way street. Um, and, yeah, that's so important, like you were saying, to have a good dom who's not, you know, so many. I'll say, like, yeah, I'm into spanking, and I'll be really in the mood for it. And then I'll have someone inexperienced come in, and they'll just start whacking. You know, that, that's no good. Yeah. You're not setting the mood. Um, but also, there's that's the mental side. There's the physiological side as well. My nipples, for example. Um used to if you licked them or sucked on them you might as well have been sucking on my knee you know it, that's how i feel well <laughs> lucky for me i guess they switched something huh. happened and now it's very much so um even and this is the only place that i like stinging pain it's now on my nipples huh. um so that is a physiological thing that switched for me i don't really know how but yeah there's there's again this is all multifaceted stuff yeah, I'm sure there's a whole science behind it that we're not even aware of. No. But <laughs> Well, there's definitely that headspace thing. I feel like, I don't know what it is, but it definitely starts rushing endorphins. Mm -hmm. And there's like times where I'll be like getting, this has happened to me probably more times than I want to admit, where I'm getting my balls hit or my nipples bit or spanked, my three favorite like ways to take pain. And the Dom is like, 
I don't think I should do this anymore because this is looking pretty rough back here. Your balls are <laughs> turning blue. Your ass is turning red. Like, and I'm like, no, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, because you get into that moment where for me, it, and it, I'm not always like this, but it takes a good dom getting you into that headspace where basically I can get there where any amount of pain will be pleasurable. Mm. And that's where I have to switch to the logical side of my brain to like regulate I need to still take care of my body. I can't yeah. go too crazy, but let's see where we can toe the line. And that's where a good dom comes into play yeah. too. Because if you're if you're a dom that really isn't, I always say a good dom is a leader. It's not someone who comes and says like, I'm going to do this because... Not someone who just comes. Just Yeah, not someone who's <laughs> like, like, okay, like quote unquote, using you for their pleasure. Yes, but it's... They're getting pleasure off of the fact that they get to take you to a place that you've never been before. And if it means hurting you in a way that's irreversible or a way that's hurting you in, in a way that like you haven't agreed upon um, and you're taking to that space, like it's the dom's job to check in. Mm -hmm. It's the dom's job to kind of evaluate like the safety of that situation because you're in a place where like at that point, you've put everything in their hands, right? Yeah. Like if you're if you're a sub that reaches that headspace, like you've given up all control and decision making to that dom because you trust them. If you want to, you know, it's all yeah. about the communication beforehand, which is what I really love about the leather community, about how consent and communication is such a big part of play before you get into it. Mm -hmm. Because you're doing such different things, you know, it's not just, vanilla sex where it's kind of you have these expectations there's a whole world of things to do so that communication with how far you're allowed to go do you have a safe word do you not have a safe word you know all of that being discussed and and it that builds that trust that you're talking about because i yeah unless you don't want trust which you know to each their own but generally that's what makes you at least still feel safe that you're not actually in harm's way you're just getting pain which right. is the transcendent right. for me anyway that yeah or at least like like i mean i i don't know for me i think trust is definitely like something that we need to discuss however i don't necessarily need to feel that like how do i explain it i know what you mean you like, want to feel like you're being used and you know right. whatever he wants but also knowing he needs to know what he's doing yeah he needs to know what he's doing so like the dom needs to know the, where my thresholds are so we can ride those versus like um killing me on accident <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay whatever you're into like, I, yeah I throw me feel, off the building yeah, but don't actually i want to feel like i'm getting there but uh, like i don't need to know that he yeah, needs yeah, yeah. to know that kind of thing <laughs> this dynamic kind of leads me to my second transcendent experience that i had in chicago this absolutely beautiful um beautiful boy um i told him that he was new to kink and he was very excited. He had watched a lot of porn, but he had never really had chances. He was new to Chicago. Um, and he was younger, a mm -hmm. good bit younger than me. Um, and so, yeah, I told him what I was into. He's like, oh, I really, you know, I told him I don't shower because I like, you know, I like man scent. Because you're like raunchy. raunchy. Yeah. And his translation of that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> was was unique and you know he told me he was doing it and i was there for it i'm like you do it if you really want to he 
wanted he had just showered like the day before or something and he wanted to build up his scent so he wrapped himself in saran wrap his whole dick and everything and <laughs> oh my god and peed into it oh. and wore like 10 pairs of boxer brief underwear to like generate sweat and throughout the day while he's in school oh. um i was like having him do push-ups send me a video of you doing 10 push-ups or something like that to like build up sweat and things and you're was, sick well maybe <laughs> um <laughs> so at the nighttime when he comes over you know he pulls off his underwear and then he pulls off his next pair of underwear and the next pair and the next pair and the next pair and the next pair. <laughs> and the saran wrap is there. And I don't know if you like man scent. Do you like raunchy, like a nice full bush with a raunchy smell? That doesn't appeal to you. No. Okay. It appeals to me. <laughs> I go down and I am I'm going to smell it. And it smelled like he had peed in saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even man smell. It's just no. saran wrap. Yeah, it was not good. <laughs> Plastic kind of, ammonia or whatever. Yeah. Um, a for effort. Like, really <laughs> great. I loved the effort. So, but, you know, he's still this beautiful boy, and I I'm tied him up, which is his first time being tied up. I was, like, you know, hurting him in different ways, which he was super into. And that's all we had discussed doing, and it was great. I was having an amazing time. Things were, like, what I thought were wrapping up. And he says, hold on, can you untie me real quick? So I untie his hands and such. And he grabs me by the neck and pushes me down onto the bed and 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 starts doing all of the things that I had just done to him. And I had no expectation of this happening. You know, for me, I'm totally switching. It was totally cool. But it was the most incredible experience he had this um, um he was well endowed shall i say and he like switched from totally submissive being a little bitch to he was putting that into me this <sighs> massive <laughs> and just being so dominant and and he's saying like i i told him it kind of hurt and he like said no, you're fine. You can take it. Like he was doing all of the things where a dom is like setting the headspace perfectly. Like it was for me such a, I couldn't believe what I was experiencing to have this super cute boy switch immediately. So fast. Yeah. And it, it was just like on the turn of a dime and it was so amazing. Um, so that has always been like some of the best sex that I've ever had. <laughs> Oh my God, my heart is beating so fast yeah, right now. It was so amazing. Mine is too, just thinking about it. The um, cool thing about that is like, it's not something that you necessarily discussed, right? However, yeah. that's the surprise element that I'm talking about where I don't necessarily need to know, but like knowing that we trust each other. At this point, you have had discussions of things that you're both into. I'm mm -hmm. sure you communicated to him that you're a switch. Yeah you understood each other's boundaries to some degree and he had the ability to ride that out and figure that out. Yeah. He, we had discussed, he, we knew, he knew that it was like, okay. Yeah. He had the full consent. And so obviously that's very, that's, you know, crucial. Um, but 
Yeah, didn't expect it. <laughs> What's really hot to me, and I don't know if it you've was. thought about it this way, is that like the energy, the exact energy that you put into him, it was sort of like this sort of circle that came back around and hit yeah. you in the exact same way. Exactly. No, I totally felt that. Like um, I was, he was getting his revenge for everything <laughs> I had done. And boomerang. that dynamic was just perfect. It was amazing. <sighs> So that was my that's my second story. <laughs> oh my god, that is so hot. Um, <laughs> okay, I know you said you have four. Was it four yeah, yeah, stories, yeah. including ours? Including ours. Okay, so we're here. Let's keep going. Oh, you want me to keep? Okay, yeah. <laughs> keep titillating you. <laughs> um, okay, um, my third story is the so uh, again moving through my my stories. I was the full dom. In the one first story, I was the switch in the second story, and now me as the sub. I'm like a um, caterpillar ninja. that becomes the butterfly. <laughs> yes. This was also in Chicago. Um, Chicago's a very kinky city. You might not think it. No, it's no SF, but I think it's probably the number two city. Um, I don't know. And so, At least that I've lived in, anyway. Um, there I was um, with the Friends with Benefit, a guy who I had hung out with, you know, for... for outside of sex we had a lot of great sex together so we had a lot of trust built up for one and he was a very dominant guy beautiful man again um and without like i don't want to describe physically because i like them to remain anonymous <clears throat> um so we discussed all this beforehand and here's what happened he and this is Okay, this is the most extreme story of my life. I want to I want to get that out there first of all. So it's weird. So brace yourself. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm like are you ready? I know. My breath. <laughs> so the first thing that he did, which is really hot to me, was shave my entire body from the neck down. He he did it. He used a razor and electric clippers on all of my hairy legs and my arm hair and my armpits. Like every, I was, I think that's kind of the toe hair that I have was all gone. Yeah. So talk about setting a headspace. Like after that, my entire body has been modified through him, by him. Anything he does, like I'm here for it. Um, he did a lot of things. Um, he, he fed me his piss, um, spanked me a lot got me well into the the headspace i had oh he wrote all over me with sharpie which i find really hot too like slave um other words you know nasty pig all of the the things that you know you can write all over me i think even on yeah wrote on my face which was again just so degrading and made me so pathetic that it just put me completely into that sub headspace oh my god you're making me so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was it was amazing. And then he again fully discussed ahead of time. We did what you would call CNC. Are you familiar with CNC? CNC oh. is consensual non-consent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So um where we so he tied me up. I had my my hands bound together and tied up to like a ceiling rafter that he had in his apartment and 
Yeah, he hit me with a belt and a spatula and just beat me harder than I've ever been beaten before. Like, I was screaming. I was screaming, stop. Like, it was so painful. And so, like, I was, like, fighting him as hard as I could, but he kept beating me, which is, of course, exactly what I asked for. But then you had that physical response to pain, which is to resist it. But he didn't stop for, you know, for a a reasonable, a a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, He had to gauge that himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did. You know, he had pushed me many times. He knew where my limits were. And he pushed me like 115%. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like, you know, I wasn't like getting bones broken or anything. Skin wasn't breaking. I wasn't bleeding or anything. But it was just a lot of pain. And I really wanted it to stop in the moment. But again couldn't get it to stop because this is what i had asked for yeah so i actually start crying which is like something that will happen and he so you know when i start crying which i think is something that i can only do with cnc because i'll always like call a safe word or stop before it gets to that level but again i just really wanted to experience that and i started crying and he like comes up to my face and does the the thing where you know like a good dom does and he's caressing and he like licks my tears up like (laughs) really oh my god that is so fucking yeah and you know for me at the point of crying that's like that's that's good (laughs) that's enough yeah 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 yeah. and we again we had discussed that um like i was like if i start crying that's when we stop and so he like unties me and i'm like really angry and like i want to get out um, but he does such a good job of setting that headspace. He comes and caresses me and like com- takes me down off of that extreme high that I was on. And yeah, I just have talked to him about it. We've had multiple, you know, we, I, we don't live in Chicago anymore, yeah. but we still talk every day pretty much. Um, and yeah, it was just one of the best, most in the most intense experience, which again, I totally know that that is not for everyone. That's crazy. And it's, I had to feel safe to enjoy it. All of that having been said, it was fucking amazing. Yeah. One of the, like, probably the most transcendent experience I've ever had. It's an extreme that we want yeah, to live yeah, yeah. in. And, like, that's the whole thing about kinks and fetish. Like, we're talking about extremes here. Like, these are things that maybe aren't everyday things, but that's what makes them special, right? Like, um, I always, you know, tell people when they take violin lessons, especially adult violin lessons with me, they'll say, um, well, this is really hard. This is really challenging. And I'm like, well, yeah, if it was easy, everyone would do it. It wouldn't be special anymore. Ooh. And it kind of like hmm. puts things into perspective, like, oh, wow, you're right. <laughs> like, you know, most people can tie their shoes. That's not a huge skill. Right. Um, not everyone can play the violin. Not everybody can be a good dom. Like, or they can be if they, if they work to, towards yeah. it. Same thing with violin. Not everybody is going to be a good sub right off the bat and take that kind of pain without getting there somehow, without working working their thresholds and discovering themselves and discovering where, you know, where is too much, where is too little, how far can I go? Something that I really, really love that you said in that story is angry. Like you were angry. <laughs> and like, that's, that's, What's so amazing about that, I know it's like you probably hated that in the moment, but like 
it brought out emotions in you that were there that maybe needed to be expressed anyways mm -hmm. and they were prompted by that experience yeah it's like i mean i often get into my head about like why am i doing this to my body um but it's my also my body that's yeah. like begging me to do it to itself it's it's this weird dichotomy of these mental aspects of like trying to avoid the pain but also the other side of my brain mm -hmm. is like no i need more it's the weird life of a masochist yeah yeah there's um there's someone who came on the podcast who i would consider old guard and we were talking on on the topic of consent and it kind of created a, a bit of a controversy in the zoom chat room when when we had our um thing but nevertheless it was pretty interesting what his thoughts were and he was somebody who liked to do single tail whipping mm. and his thought was that the consent comes in the form at least for that particular fetish for him that, that bdsm experience where the sub is agreeing to allow him to take them where he thinks that they can go to to the threshold of wherever he wants to take them yeah and something that kind of really resonated with me was he said whatever you have to do to get through that experience scream cry call me names f you struggle to get out of the ropes or the whatever i'm using to bind you like whatever you have to do to get through that experience that's up to you but when you like agree to have this experience with me, you're putting your fate kind of in my hands. Like you're the one that has to trust that. And like, that's an agreement that we have to come to. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it's just not the experience for him. And while like some might argue that that's not full consent, I mean, that's okay. I think we can have different thoughts on that, but I think kind of that CNC experience is like what some people are after, you know? Yeah. And I know a lot of people like, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there and I know there are, um, that listen to that experience and they're like, yeah, that's like a Tuesday night. <laughs> <You know they're, laughs> yeah. Um, for me, yeah, that was exploring where my limits are. And mm -hmm. that's what I feel like, you know, I, at least for me, that's how I live my life in, in not just kink, but in everything. I want to experience all that life has to offer. And so if you're not pushing yourself to get to these more extreme experiences, assuming that's within your limits, you know, you, you never know what you're missing out on. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun thing to, to try out. It's interesting that it like kind of influences the way you walk about your everyday life as well. Because like, if you're challenging yourself sexually like this, then like when you encounter something that's challenging, or you believe might be beyond your abilities or capabilities through work, through life decisions, through financial decisions, through living situations, I mean, you've already been through extremes. Yeah, like you already know how to handle those kinds of experiences. And it kind of informs you deeper of who you are and your abilities Definitely. in life. And if it was easy, then everyone would do it. <laughs> it wouldn't be special. Yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, are we ready for your? <laughs> on that I'm just note, so interested in yours. Uh, okay, well, I have a a number of stories, but I'll just share kind of a, a two parter cool. story here, and this has to do with uh, a, a piss play event, a weekend that I went to, and it was fairly recent. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> but it, here's the shitty thing: is that we have a fucking outbreak of monkeypox in our community. 
We not, are vaccinated. Not not fun. Yes, I just recently finally got vaccinated yesterday, believe it or not. Took me five hours of waiting in the hot sun. I got lucky and I waited 15 minutes. <laughs> you little slut. Praise be. <laughs> <laughs> but it was worth it. Um, so needless to say, for me, I, I was very like on guard that weekend. Being a water sports weekend, however, I kind of read that that could be passed through through urine and feces potentially that there's no real studies on that um i've been waiting to come to this event for years and at some point i felt like for me and my decision and what i felt comfortable with was like next year it's going to be something else it could be it could, there's always going to be something this is a risk that maybe you're you're going to take for yourself this is not speaking for anybody but for me so I proceeded to not have sex with anybody at that event. (laughs) But um, I did take a lot of piss and (laughs) I, but I was fully clothed. And my thing is I love to get pissed on like in my clothes. Yeah. So it clings to you longer. It clings to you longer and you feel dirty Dirty. and, and you just feel like, God, you're such a slut. You're walking around town with soaked piss pants. You're driving in your car and you're soaked in Do you urine, know what like... I did the other day? What? Uh, like a few weeks ago. Someone, I, I realized that this is my thing, getting pissed in my hair. Yeah. And my hair was like all salty, like beach swept hair. <laughs> like it was, and I just like walking around knowing like my hair looks, you know, nobody would know that it was pee, but I like, I wound up going to like walking around the city a little bit just because like this is so hot (laughs) anyway please continue i've done that at night sometimes yeah Yeah, well like anyways okay so (laughs) anyways i was fully clothed full-on shirt pants shoes everything and i was getting pissed on and so one of the nights i went and i i got in like the um there were like these little blow up pools that you can get pissed in. I got soaked from head to toe to the point where I was just like, I was like done. I was like, man, uh, I think it's time to go home. I don't think my clothes can even have a capacity anymore to take any more liquid at <laughs> They're all. They're drenched. They're drenched. They're not holding anything else. Yeah. So I'm about to check out and this really hot guy in, in like a full on rubber suit comes up to me and he's like oh are you leaving and i was like yeah um maybe not look at me i'm soaked and he goes oh well i have to piss if you want some more Mm. and i was like well you know i can't turn it down my knees (laughs) so i get down on my knees right then and there and he goes you know what i don't think i can piss around all these people can we please like maybe go off somewhere a little bit secluded just so that not everyone's around I'm like, sure. So I'm like, okay, let's go over here kind of away and kind of in the bushes. There's like some bushes there. Now it's like maybe 1130 at night at this point. And so it's pretty dark. We're in Palm Springs. It's hot. It's like a 90 something degrees. Yeah. I'm soaked in piss. I get on my knees off into this kind of secluded corner of this outside area next to the bushes. And I'm looking up at him and he's again in this like full rubber suit. He pulls his dick out and he's looking down at me and he's having a little bit of trouble to get the stream started. You know, some people, sometimes it'd be like that. Sometimes it's like that. But I took that opportunity 
on my knees looking up at him to take my fingertips and just kind of caress his body through the rubber. And he starts breathing deeply. He's closing his eyes. He's looking. And as I'm looking up at him, I can see the night sky, the clearest night, the stars, the moon. I can hear people in the background moaning and the sounds of sexual energy just kind of filling the air. And I'm looking up and it's like this kind of serene, Mm. magical moment that we're having together. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) nothing's even happened yet. And, And this is just something that will always stick with me. And right as, you know, after a few minutes of that, two other guys kind of spot us and they come on either side of him and look at and they said, would you like some more piss? And I look at him and he's kind of still in the zone and I kind of nod my head, yes. So I'm looking up and immediately at the same time, all three of them just start pissing on me and soaking me. And I'm just sitting there kind of like... (laughs) I mean, I grew up Catholic, but... And the Lord said, and the Lord said, let there be piss. But it was it was almost like meditative. I felt like I was in prayer. Yeah, I felt beautiful. like I was... It was a spiritual moment where I was like looking up at the sky, being soaked in piss all around me, hearing the sounds, feeling the energy of sex all around me. It was like this overwhelming moment that kind of took me off of this world for a yep. second. And... <laughs> I was like, whoa, like nothing can come past. Like if I only experienced that this weekend, it would be totally worth it. So I said this was a two-parter, right? Okay. So I get up to leave. Again, I run into a couple friends. They're like, oh man, you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's been, look at me, I'm fully drenched. (laughs) And I just had this amazing experience. And they're like, well, have you tried going over to the piss pit yet? And I was like... (gasps) <gasps> there's a piss there's pit, a piss pit. <laughs> what he goes yeah over there and uh like there was like a room that was kind of built out of containers so this was your first night here i assume it was my second night okay there. you hadn't seen the piss pit yet I'd never seen the pit yeah. i didn't well, know it was there so i was it. like well we can't leave without going to the right. piss pit so i just go to kind of explore and fucking I go in there and I don't know if I could describe this well. I'll do my best, but it's sort of like this, the size of this room. I don't know. How would you say? How I big mean, it's like room. 11 by 11. Like an 11 by 11 kind of squared off yeah. kind of concrete pit that goes down maybe like five or six steps. Just enough so that people can stand around the perimeter of that pit and piss on you Beautiful. from a perfect angle. It's dark, it's raunchy, it's in the inside like this shipping container mm. type situation. Not a lot of people in there. There's like maybe one other person in the pit and a couple people surrounding the perimeter. Not much was going on. So I actually go inside the pit, get in the corner, and I look up at the porn that's playing on this TV screens that's kind of around, like hanging above from the ceilings. And I take my dick out of my pants, fully clothed still, soaked in piss, and I just start close my eyes and I start jerking off and I think I'm just thinking about the moment that I just had yeah and I'm also thinking like wow you're so disgusting (laughs) you are soaked in fucking other guys piss right now and you're getting hard on it and I start getting hard and I look down and and I'm like oh fuck yeah and right as I I'm like rock hard now I like look over and people have lined up to the corner where I'm standing to come and piss Mm. so one at a time People are coming and heavy stream pissing 
all over me. Meanwhile, I'm like in zen, just <laughs> jerking off. And I, I almost feel like a... I, I've never experienced this, I don't think. And maybe I did this time. But fucking gooning out. Like, <laughs> gooning out. fucking baiting and yeah. gooning. <laughs> like, right there in the middle of the piss pit. I'm taking out of all other experiences. Nothing in my mind matters except for yeah. my dick and the piss that I'm being soaked in. And then it gets better. Oh, my. So two or three other guys see what's going on. And they come around. And they pull their dicks out. And they're watching me. And looking up at the guys pissing at me, and they start jerking themselves off, and they start getting horny, and then people start pissing on them. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, fuck, like, when is this going to end? Like, it's never going to end. It's just like this endless thing. And <laughs> right <laughs> right when I'm, like, about to, you know, I'm getting close, this other guy comes in, fucking a huge-ass horse dick. Huge, <laughs> like the size of my forearm. Did you see the size of that thing? He pulls his dick out. He's standing like on the other side of this pit, far away. I would say like, I don't know, 15 feet away. From that area, fucking rocket launches, heavy streams of piss. Boom, boom, boom. Hits me, hits the other guys in the pit. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> fucking shooting like torpedoes. And everyone in the room goes, wow. Oh my wow. God. Like, oh everyone's my God. like... And now we're having this, like, kind of communal experience yeah. together. And at the end of it, like, I come, and then the two other guys come. Everyone just starts coming. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. After, um, after I came, I was walking out of the piss pit. And there was an older man standing there in, in, in the piss pit where I walked out of. And people were still kind of hanging around after like this, you know, everyone's coming and stuff. And I took off my shirt and he looked up at me and I started to wring out the piss over him. Ooh. And he wow. looked up like he was in prayer and yeah. meditation. <laughs> like he was taking it in, moving. Oh, yeah. I closed his eyes, was just taking all of it in. And I did it so slowly. So yeah. it took like a long time to get it all on him. And when I was done with my shirt, I took my pants off and rang each leg out oh my God. slowly down the length until all of the piss that I could wring out of my clothes was all over him. You're out there handing out transcendent experiences. Yes. And he looked at me with that look. Yeah. And he said, thank you. And I just like, I left. And he was so thankful. He was so grateful for that experience. And I didn't think anything of it. Uh, outside of my own experience but the next day i went to to the bar for the beer bust and several people came up to me and they were like i saw you last night in the piss pit and let me tell you like i didn't even do anything i was just watching and the look on your face you looked like a completely different person like you looked like you were you were in a whole other world and it was so amazing and to watch like, i was in yeah. a different world and what what was really amazing to me for that was like, I mean, I, I don't need that attention, but the validation coming yeah. from someone that you don't know saying that it was magical and spiritual for them to watch you have this out of body experience. I got like, <laughs> I have chills moments. That mm -hmm. was a chills moment. And that's saying a lot because it was like 110 degrees there. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I know exactly that look that you're talking about. And honestly, 
I feel like it's a look that people do get when they're doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, people ask me all the time, because I, I say I'm into all kink, and a lot of times for people that just means, do you party and play? Or do you yeah. do meth or whatever drug or get really drunk? I don't, I'm not into that. Um, to each their own. Um, be safe out there, all that good stuff. But I feel like I get that. I hate to say like I'm high on life, man, you know. Um, but yeah. that feeling... I know what you're that look that you get because your your brain is just moved to this other place. Other place. I don't know really how to describe it, but it again, like you said, don't really do drugs, but it's probably like that. Like yeah, it's, it's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, and you'll you'll see that look in people's eyes yeah. where they're they're so their whole being is invested in the experience that's happening right now. It's beautiful. You know, you invited me to this weekend, or you mentioned that I should come, and I really wish I had now. <laughs> I had a reason why I couldn't. I forget what it was, but it sounds amazing. But it really sounds a lot like um, the transcendent experience that we shared together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? So we won't mention um, where it was, but um, if you know, you know, again. Um, <laughs> there we were. There we were. In, in, the... a, in, a, in a tent. Yeah, so we have this this event that we have kind of yearly. The first time I did it on my own, and basically what it is is there's sort of like a, a, a like a pop up tent, yeah. And the, the the perimeter of the tent is kind of gated off with sort of that. How would you describe that gate? <laughs> it's like like a chain link fence, mm-hmm. and then around that is sort of like this dark sheared curtain that yeah. you can kind of see silhouettes of people, but. If you really want to see what's going on inside, you have to go into these little peepholes that are cut out. Yeah, like so you squares cut in. so everybody can kind of look through. Yeah. And it kind of creates like this, um, like an exhibition, right? Yeah, exhibition and voyeurs unite. Exhibition and voyeurs unite. That's right. So I've been talking about a, a lot. So why don't you talk about like, first of all, like how you got involved, why you said yes, and what your experience oh my God. was like. <laughs> you like uh, you mentioned it, that this event was it was happening, the voyeuristic event. And this is weeks after we met in real life, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was maybe um, the first time we hung out like, hey, let's me and you meet here. We had met at a bar maybe twice. Yeah. Um, by chance. And but yeah, this was like, I know we I think did we like hang out? We did hang out beforehand to like build some chemistry or i mean we we're just having a, a good time regardless but anyway so um yeah you said do you want to pee with me <laughs> in this pool in this tent where people can watch and obviously i said yes please what do i have to do do i have to pay how much it's fine <laughs> like i was so excited to do this um and so yeah we um you know i you were like, do you have any questions? I feel like, I'm like, no, I don't care. I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, do you feel safe? Like, here's all the details. Yes, I was like, do you want me to create a waiver? Like, <laughs> I said, what should I wear? That's maybe, am I, should I be naked or am I, no. And you had me buy, I went to, yeah. I went to Goodwill and I bought me some piss jeans. <laughs> I said, go get yourself some piss jeans. Yep. Like, <laughs> I have them. And um, so, yeah. Um, we kind of waited. It's like midnight because there were other. There's like a fisting demonstration right. where people could watch. There was like flogging, and then we had our moment. Um, 
And I had to pee so bad. Oh, we both did. We were like (laughs) drinking beer and drinking Gatorade and like keeping it at capacity. Full bladders. Like, oh, it was so miserable. Where people wanted to pee on us Mm -hmm. and we wanted to pee. So we started collecting our pee and their pee in a Gatorade bottle so we could save it for later. Little did we know there would be no shortage of piss, um, but yeah, we st- like just let a let a stream out into the Gatorade bottle to make it until the showtime. Yes, uh, I remember that. I forgot how miserable that was the to be showtime. honest. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, showtime comes, and we we yeah we get into the the pool that they blew up for us, and it's just me and you in the tent. Um. And we start peeing on each other. Well, before that. Okay. We're fully clothed, by the way. Yes, in piss jeans. Piss jeans and white t-shirts. Yeah, I think so. I take the Gatorade bottle and I just pour it all over you and me. <laughs> Do you yeah. remember that? <laughs> yes. I was I was, I was, was down with that. That was exciting. Um, Wait, speaking of pee, I have to pee again. Pee break. Okay. <laughs> So I take the pee bottle and I just pour it all over us and like, let's get this shit started. Like, <laughs> Show has begun. Yeah, that was very exciting. And we finally got to like release some of the pee that was held up in our bladders. Yes. And we're doing that. I had never done that before because I've never peed for performance. Um, and so it was a lot of fun. Like you were saying about this guy shooting torpedoes, like just like shooting out. Because we were trying to stretch it out. Like they said, yeah. can you be on for like 45 minutes or so? Or, yeah. you know, and, and we're I, like, I sure. get off on being watched. I don't know about you, but I like when people are watching me. Well, this kind of, and we'll talk more about this um, towards the end, but I don't care. I like the uh, mental aspects of being watched. Like I enjoy that people are enjoying watching or that I'm like performing, but I. Well, my dick has stage fright. <laughs> and so I was like, and I told you ahead of time, I was like, don't expect me to get hard. Don't expect me to come because like, yeah, you know, that's not really going to be part of it for me. Except you did. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into the, um, I mean, I guess we're, we're into it. So yeah, we're like, we're, we're getting ourselves drenched in each other's piss, you know? And like, I think I, I drank some of yours. I don't know if you, I don't think you drank any of mine, but like covering your your shirt and oh my hair this is just like that's right that was the first time i pissed in anyone's hair you're like do you piss in my hair and i was like okay yeah (laughs) it's my new thing that i've loved i mean i've always known that i love hair like body and head hair turns me on again armpits being my first fetish like hair turns me on and i just recently learned yeah i want pee in my hair so thank you for obliging (laughs) um and it was fun because we were kind of exploring each other more too 
like you said before, we did have like um, some time together prior. Yeah. As a sexual experience some with this and stuff. Just to kind of get to know each other like sexually a little bit before we did this exhibition. What I found really hot was that like we were pissing in each other's pants. We were getting each other soaked. And then like one at a time we took our shirts off. Mm-hmm. Right. And I thought it was hot that I don't know if you remember this, like pulling ourselves into each other, like holding each other. Our bodies touching, soaked in piss, and kissing, and touching, and making out, and like licking, and like I don't know if you remember that, but I just remember I feeling the sliding of of our bodies together. I, definitely, I remember the sensations of like you know piss when it's on you, and it was kind of you know it was a little chilly that night, so we, it was like getting cold. But then with you, the warmth, like that contrast, I definitely remember that feeling really well. Yeah, so that's like what's beginning the transcendent experience. For, for me anyway, I yeah. remember that. Like, yeah. okay, I'm into this now. We're doing it. I'm, I'm not miserable because I don't have to, I'm not about to pee myself ahead of the show. <laughs> now I'm doing it for the show. So some pressure has been taken off my bladder and I'm I'm excited to be here. I call it the show because it makes me sound, it, it makes it sound like it's like a late night TV yeah. or something. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of people watching, you know. We had quite the crowd on on kind of all sides of the tent we, there's one side of the tent that was open and so we could With see the people yeah the chain link but the rest the other three were that black neoprene or whatever stuff so we couldn't really tell who was watching there but we could hear people like oh yeah yeah be on them or something what was really hot was that like uh you asked me if i was into spanking or flogging yeah and i said yeah so i i think that's when i took my pants off mm-hmm. and i turned and <laughs> looked when I turned around, there were some peepholes like right in front of my face when I was bending over. Oh, really? So I saw one person peep in right as I did that, and they were watching me, and they could only see my eyes from that from that angle. And so, you know what I fucking did? I winked at them, <laughs> as you do. Yeah. <laughs> That's as awesome. I'm getting spanked and flogged by you. Yeah. And I just winked at him, and you see his eyes kind of like widen and then pull away a little Aww, bit. <laughs> too much. This is too freaky. I'm just that's like, so I see you. <laughs> like, wait, you're a person? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, we hadn't talked about spanking or flogging ahead of time. And so I was going super soft because I didn't know. I, you know, yeah. I wasn't sure. And so I remember you like looking back to me and you're like, harder <laughs> like, i know <laughs> i will oblige <laughs> i was like you can go you could go far yeah yeah, go yeah. hard yeah. and then what was also one of my favorite parts was they started inviting people in mm-hmm. to pee on us that's which right which was just a thrill yeah amazing yeah i um you know we had talked to a few people beforehand we were like you should come in and save your pee for us um I don't think people knew, like the general bar didn't know that they could come in. I mm-hmm. wish like everybody knew. We had we had plenty of people there come is kind of, it's There is sort of like a secret password element to yeah. that. But definitely the, the people that know me <laughs> knew they could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I um, yeah, it, it was hot that w- that people were into it enough to come in and kind of join us in, in, in a way. Like they weren't in the tub with us, but they were coming to piss all over us. I remember my favorite thing about that was getting a mouthful of their piss and then spitting it at like, me like a dolphin 
like fountain, <laughs> a stream all over your your chest and everywhere. That's right. That's right. That was so cool. And the lighting, the red lighting. Yeah. And like. We had all these people like at that open side in particular. Some people that stand out to my memory was that straight couple. It's primarily a, a gay event, so it's mostly guys. Yeah, but there, but was... there was one woman there, right? There was a straight couple yeah. watching and this. And she might have been very drunk, but she was so into it. And <laughs> she she really just, was. you, you guys are so hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I want to fuck you. <laughs> she and she like came up to us after the show and was just like obsessed. It was so funny. And her husband is just like there, like. Yeah, he, she's she's having like, fun. He's like, I've never been here before. She dragged me here. Like, no. <laughs> he was kind of along for the ride, but she was having a great time. Oh, I love that. I love that. And um, that's the other thing, too. I like being watched by everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if they're a guy or a girl or whatever. Um, like, the fact that people are enjoying that, like, mm-hmm. gets me off even more. And when she was like, yeah, you guys are so hot, I was like... Again, it's a validation. I don't know what it is, but there's something about getting the validation from people that like brings totally. the energy. And the only thing I, the way I can describe it is like if you've ever been like on stage to perform like any kind of musical performance or dance or something and the crowd reacts, yeah, you feed off of that energy. Totally. And that's kind of what was happening. Well, what was happening there. Yeah. And that is what cemented this as like one of the best transcendent experiences that I've had was in particular um, this one um, person who was like, we were talking to uh, beforehand and they were like, oh, I really like pee, but I don't, I don't, I kind of want to pee on you. And they like asked if they could. And I was like, hell yeah, come on in. But they were really shy and a really timid person. So we saw them watching us in our show and, um, at oh we we invited them in to come pee on me mm-hmm. um and they kind of just disappeared we didn't know where they went so you know the the show goes on and we're just having a good time then they come back at the end of the show and, and they had a, a glass of, of their, they had peed in a cup it was so clear i thought it was water i know and i'll be completely honest i was i was peed out at that time <laughs> But I, like, really wanted, like, we had talked before, and we knew that it meant a lot to them. So I, like, had a little sip. and like, oh, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) Which was fun, you know. I think I had a shot or two. (laughs) Yeah, did a a little shot. And then they shared with us how incredibly meaningful this show was for them. I want to be clear, this person was not drunk. um, Yeah. Because that kind of, like, sets up the the stage. Because they... told us that you know pee is something that is really magical to them as kink it's their transcendent kink and they shared that they cried because of how beautiful our perform our, our our show was that we were just so open and we were that look on our face that yeah. i'm sure you had in that piss pit like we had transcended this peeing on each other in a in a pool in a bar and we had moved, we elevated into that yeah. spiritual moment together. And they could recognize that between us. Because our yeah. chemistry was really incredible at that time. And I think that that was a really special thing to like share that. In contrast to my first story where that chemistry was all one-sided for me. Yeah. You and I shared that moment together. And it was really great. It cemented that this was a special experience by how much it meant to the, the mm-hmm. people watching. 
Yeah, it, it like it, it's again like that validation the same way that I got from the audience, if you will, at, at the water sports party in Palm Springs. When someone comes up to you after the fact and tells you how meaningful it was and how they got something out of just watching because it was an experience for them. Yep. That's this transcendent moment in and of itself. And <laughs> I kind of like laughed to myself when they said that at first, but I was like also like very grateful because I never thought that like a kink scene could bring someone to, to like an emotional like a, to, to tears and yeah. they like literally were like you you like literally made me cry like <laughs> <laughs> we were both and, so touched by that yeah it was amazing it was amazing and again i know I'm, I'm like saying this a lot but i think this is what kink brings like all of these experiences i don't think that you can Again, you can have a transcendent vanilla sex, but these really enhance it. And they just, to me anyway, make it just one of the, the coolest things about life, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like you get to experience these incredible moments. Yeah. And also like kind of unlocks the door for you to experience other transcendent moments like that outside of King, like in your everyday life to appreciate the like those little moments that can be magical for Definitely. you. Yeah. You know, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not. My life is does by no means revolves around kink. That's just one aspect. I get transcendent experiences if I'm on a beautiful hike. For me, being in nature, even at that art museum, you know, there yeah. it just it depends on the headspace, you know, yeah. outside of kink, like just being connected with nature or your friends or your family. Like, yeah, this is all the the beauty that life has to to offer. For those listening who maybe have not had a transcendent experience before and are like, wow, that's something that I I really want. Um, And I guess I'll share my thoughts on this too, but I'm curious to know your thoughts on how does one even go about exploring that or or reaching for that? Yeah, I mean, it's everybody's different. And so everybody has to explore for themselves um, what you think might do it for you because you don't know until you try. And so, especially like in America, um, God bless it, but people are often just very nervous about kink, especially in L.A. I went to, you were there as well, uh, Off Sunset, Mm -hmm. the kink festival in L.A. People were often turned off by a kink demonstration that um, me and my kinky roommate did there. They were Mm -hmm. like scared of it. And I feel like, one, you're at a kink festival, um, kind of strange to be like so off-put by kink. Um, And so I think just trying your best to get over that taboo that America or whatever has put it into into Our our minds, yeah, trying to get over that and just... For me, it's all about living life and, and not just exploring kink, but exploring everything. I want I want everybody to try sushi or try this new wine or whatever it might be. I don't know. You yeah. know, just open yourself up to new experiences. And I, I'm sure there's something out there for you that mm-hmm. can give you that transcendent experience. I think it only comes those moments when you really allow yourself, you give yourself permission to experience something that maybe you otherwise would have thought was something you'd never be into before and to not be ashamed of that and i think like that's what the leather community that's what the kink community provides is like an environment where people celebrate that exploration and so 
it might mean like in order to feel safe about that, you might want to meet other people that are kind of in that same mindset that that it's okay. Like give yourself permission. Like you're not crazy for wanting to experience pain and pleasure at the same time. You're not, you know, this, I don't know, psychologically mind fucked up person for wanting to piss in each other's mouths. <laughs> well, you might be, and that's okay. But in a good we way. We all are. Uh, I, I don't think anybody out there doesn't have some psychological issue. <laughs> you still got to live life. But you still got to live life and experience to its full. We get one shot here on this exactly. earth. And in this body and this presence and experience all of it that you can. You know, give yourself permission. It's okay. And you don't have to go from zero to 60 today. Mm-hmm. It might take some learning. It might take some growing. You're maybe not ready for that experience if you're not if you haven't had that yet. You might have to do some growing and some journeying. And it's probably not going to be the greatest thing the first time. The first times I explore kinks, often it's like, eh, I don't really get. It's not great, but I'm okay with it, I guess. And then you try it again, and you're over that initial shock. And then you try it a third time, and it's like, oh. That's when you can really enjoy the dynamics of it because you're not in like uncharted waters anymore. Yeah. Sometimes that's a part of it, but a lot of times it's not. Yeah. So it's just exploring. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh my God. Scott, I'm... I'm... Can we just talk about sex all day? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about sex all day. Um, Some of us have to work. Well, you have to work too. Oh yeah, I should be working. (laughs) Hopefully your boss isn't listening to this. Uh, (laughs) We're filming on a Saturday. Yes. Well, Scott, it was a pleasure speaking with you. I hope to have many more transcendent moments together in the future. Before we go, how can we stay connected? How can we reach out? Yeah. Uh, if if you want a message and, and get peed on or vice versa <laughs> or any of the other things that we've discussed today. If you want to explore transcendent oh, moments. <laughs> you know, I just realized I'm about to give out my Twitter um, it's freaky. So if you're going to log on to my Twitter, just know what you're getting into. It's a lot of that extreme stuff. I like to post the, the good stuff there. The good stuff. I have to explore your Twitter page. Oh, I, goodness. I, have, I do follow you, but yeah, be, be safe. Um, it's mildly limitless, which is how I like to describe myself. Mildly limitless, you know, pretty limitless, but I'm not crazy. Is <laughs> how I feel about it. So yeah, mildly limitless. Check me out on Twitter. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, before we go, any last words for our audience? Uh, no, just uh, I encourage everybody to explore, and I feel like that's what we've been talking about. So otherwise, have fun. Awesome. As always, guys, you can find me on Instagram and Patreon as Leather Talk Mr. Bullet and Twitter as Brandon Bullet LA. Thanks again for listening, and as always, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay kinky. Okay. Oh, 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 oh